Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the iTeach podcast. This is Max, your resident iTeach coach and host for the week. And today we're going to continue our month-long theme of testing. Before I introduce you to our guest, I'm going to share my story and a little bit about how we got here. When I began my teaching career, I thought I wanted a lot of things. I thought I wanted to be a department head. I wanted to be a head baseball coach. Ultimately, I wanted to oversee a lot because I wanted to make decisions. Really quickly, I found out that being in charge of decision-making causes some consternation, a little bit of heartburn, and it led me to be a little bit more reticent about making those decisions I really did want to make. Being in charge in any field, especially education, is a daunting task. And while it does have its rewarding points, it's also a risky endeavor. Through a pandemic, and now about a year into it, we've had many school leaders step up, take on the mantle of what it means to be an educator of children in 2020 into 2021. None more so than the leader of the Georgia Department of Education, Superintendent Richard Woods, our guest for today. Thank you for agreeing to be here and taking some time from your busy schedule, Superintendent Woods. Yeah, my pleasure. Beginning with your letter to Georgia educators, where you stress compassion over compliance, something that I thought as a teacher was really powerful. Can you explain the reasoning and your thought process behind the sentiment? Well, I think that, you know, we, of course, we're now we're looking a year back, so it gives us definitely a lot of insight. But, uh, uh, you know, when we first uh, looked at the pandemic, we thought we'd be out a couple weeks or something. You know, two weeks, we, you know, flatten the curve. Well, of course, uh, that's, uh, the curve required a lot more flattening than what we uh, anticipated. And so, you know, as we began to think about the compassion over, you know, uh, you know compliance uh, model, um, you know, there are things that we we know that we were trying to deal with. First of all, there was a lot of a- apprehension out there, uh, and that was from teachers, that was from students, it was from parents. You know, people we really didn't know what to expect. Um, you know, initially we you know had heard you know talking about a vaccine. The vaccine was going to be three to uh, five years out. Uh, so you know, definitely that has changed. And, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, for myself, it's always been what has education been about, and I think that's preparing our kids for life. Uh, so I think we had to, first of all, get to set the environment correct. And, and I think, you know, lowering that apprehension, showing that, you know, schools, you know, could be safe to, 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 to come back into, uh, but understanding that there would be parents and individuals that would still feel uncomfortable. So I think having that compassion part, uh, you know, was uh, very important. I think for teachers, uh, you know, for me, the, the most important thing that we, we do, period, is build relationships with kids. And so I think that, you know, putting that in the, into practice and being at the forefront was extremely important. And, you know, by doing so, I think that, you know, allowed us just to focus on just education in the way that we've always done it in, you know, in the past. Um, you know, I've, I've, you know, been around long enough where I've seen, you know, life without testing. Um, and I've seen, you know, hyper accountability and testing. Uh, so it is trying to find that sweet spot. But for right now, it's like, listen, we just need to survive the year. Uh, there was no pandemic playbook. Uh, there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, and, you know, and I think that things we've seen so far, we've, we've definitely hit the right tone across the state. Absolutely. And what you said, preparing kids for life, this is just an extension of that. And I think that's a really powerful concept to bring in. Mm-hmm. Um, you have applied for a waiver twice on testing. Why is it as important this year as it was last school year? Well, again, I, I think about what is the purpose and role of testing? 
Um, you know, I think that why we test and, you know, is extremely important. Um, and if it was so much for an accountability piece, then my, you know, question was, what information are we going to get out of it? Is it quantifiable? Is it going to be good data? Um, you know, as I travel throughout the state, in which I've been in over 50 schools since uh, August, um, you know, I realized that, that it may not be milestones, but we are assessing our kids. Uh, you know, I've seen data boards. I know that there's a lot of formative models out there that, that uh, districts have, have put in place. Uh, we this year introduced the Beacon, which is a formative model, which is aligned to the, to the milestones. So it's not like we don't know where our kids are. And so I think that, uh, again, trying to give us a full year of just assessing kids, putting them where they, they need to be. I mean, we've dealt with things such as uh, quarantines. Uh, some schools have just recently come back. So, I mean, you had different learning models throughout the state. So, um, you know, look, looking at us and say, what are we, what is the benefit, you know, versus, you know, the approach that we've had uh, of not necessarily putting the high stakes testing out there, but just letting people know that, yes, we have been assessing kids, you know, since day one, uh, because our educators, you know, they, they know that it's important to know where these kids are. So, it might not be a milestones, but, you know, hey, there's plenty of options out there. Absolutely. And what you're saying about constantly assessing kids, I think is spot on from what I've seen with teachers. Mm -hmm. As a teacher yourself, how has your career influenced your views on high stakes testing? Well, I, you know, I think that I go back to is probably my perspective in, in three areas or four areas. I would say as a, as a former student, uh, as a teacher. Uh, as an administrator and now a state school superintendent. Of course, all that, you know, the three prior kind of roll up into my thoughts. Um, you know, testing has its place, but I think I go back to why do we test? You know, why did I test as, as a, as, you know, as a teacher? And I think that was to assess, you know, you know, our students to make sure that they were learning the content. I think for myself, even as a teacher, to make sure that I was presenting the content in a way in which uh, made sense. Uh, you know, I think one of the valid things, you know, a lot of kids would, would ask, you know, why, do, why are we studying this? Why are we learning this? And, and I think being able to explain that and show the relevance, uh, which a lot of it would be in the, in the testing or the assessment format, uh, or, or, you know, it's very, um, uh, you know, very aligned what we need to be. And I think that, you know, as I said, you know, we're preparing kids for life. So I think that, you know, we have to have some, some meaning. And, and if it's uh, all about accountability, but not necessarily the, the preparation, do those two actually line up? Uh, you know, because I think we always want to continue to improve. Uh, and, and sometimes I think that maybe those discussions uh, in the past have not uh, fully lined up. I think that as an administrator, when I first started running for this office, uh, one of the things that frustrated me was that, that all I heard was the test, but we never talked about the kid. I mean, children had become basically data points they had become percentages, you know, and it was just, you know, how are we doing on the test? Does our district look good, but not, you know, are we fully benefiting our kids and supporting their learning? And, uh, and, that, and that kind of bothered me. I mean, to me, it's always been about the kids. And if we lose sight on that, then, you know, we have, we have totally missed the mark on what education is, is all about. Absolutely. Um, do you think that testing has a place? In our current reality, I know you've talked to that a little bit, mm -hmm. um, or is the testing or assessment altered somehow? 
Well, I think that, you know, again, we look at the original purpose of what testing is about. How, how do we best use testing to improve uh, our student performance, to improve their ability to, to, you know, to prepare them for life? Uh, one of the things I look at the current model, whether it's milestones, but, but you know, that model is very indicative of what I've seen over the past, you know, 30 something years, uh, what I call the autopsy report that, you know, basically you look at the end uh, of the year and you find that the kid learned you know, the prescribed content or not. Uh, but I think that one of the things I've always tried to look at is that, you know, I understand kids do not move at the same pace. And I think that we have to have some flexibility, you know, in that because right now our current model and in the previous models actually, you know, live on the basis that each student masters that prior year's content. And our expectation when you look at the accountability is that, that you know, for a teacher is that that, that child has learned everything prior to because I'm responsible for my content. So I've got to teach that. And that's irregardless of whether that child is prepared or not, whether they have not you know, learned it. And I think one of the things we've looked at, you know, is trying to think maybe something of a grade band uh, assessment, um, you know, saying that we, we, you know, do test three, five, seven, you know, nine, whatever, just doing odd years, but using that, that, uh, that in between year to allow us to either uh, remediate and catch kids up, but also to accelerate as well. And, uh, you know, and I think that, you know, using a, a national model, when you look at something like the NAEP, I mean, the NAEP is not given every year. Uh, and it really, it's, uh, again, it doesn't test every child. It's in a more of a survey type model. But, you know, saying this is something I think that we would better use our, our time and resources, um, you know, and I think it would be a better line to, you know, even for an accountability model, but allowing us to, you know, to, to take that year off to see where kids are and get them where they need to be. As someone who is invested in personalized learning, I love that you brought up flexibility. Um, I think that that's a really important concept and, and especially with what you've just presented to allow students to catch up, move on, whatever it is. I think that's really awesome. Um, I'm gonna move on a little sure. bit, but what are some ways that you think technology has changed the way you see assessment across the state of Georgia? Well, it's, it definitely has given us some some opportunity right now. Of course, we've lived in the world of virtual, uh, you know, our beacon, uh, you know, diagnostic tool that we have that's aligned to our, uh, you know, 3-8 uh, assessments. Uh, we can give that online. Now, it is not a necessary one in which uh, uh, we can we can use fully because you do have test integrity. And that's that is one thing I think that what we have found out, even whether it's milestones or whatever, uh, you know, we have to require kids to come in uh, just for the test integrity part. Um, I think in the past or what I've heard that sometimes mom and dad might step in to help, you know, uh, uh, their little darling out from time to time. So it, it is trying to make sure that 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 we get a true representation of, of what we look at. Now, I've taken, you know, tests on, you know, uh, online tests with colleges uh, with, with some of the online courses there. Of course, that, you know, uh, you can find that can be somewhat challenging. A lot of that's open book, but uh, to be honest, I mean, open book tests, in, in my experience, have always been much tougher, tougher than uh, being able to take something live. So I think the technology, you know, has allowed us to do that, has allowed us to, to speed things up. Uh, when we want to get that information back, you know, how well did the child, you know, score? Uh, you know, that, that feedback is almost, in, you know, instantaneous. So I think giving, uh, you know, some quick feedback uh, is, is definitely 
the big benefit from 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 that. And of course, using technology. I mean, the tools today, uh, which uh, uh, you know, which uh, basically, um, you know, a program can can run analysis much faster than the human. And so we can you know look at that, run it through the system, find out what kids' strengths and weaknesses are. Uh, and we're you know even doing that. I think on something we call Keenville. Uh, which is kind of a gamification approach uh, uh, to, to K2 learning. Uh, so, you know, we get feedback that's really instantaneous once a, a child goes through uh, uh, one of the assessments there. So definitely the speed of formative, uh, uh, you know, information has, has really been the big plus. I completely agree. I think the concept of speed of assessment and then remediating almost immediately is, is a really awesome power that teachers may not have had access to in the past. Yes. Um, do you believe that Georgia is missing out at all because we haven't had a lot of testing in the past year? Or do you think that it's a new way of education or is it just where you're going to continue assess differently? Well, I think we're, we always want to try to look at the, the innovative part, uh, what we're looking at. Again, I go back to why do we test? What information do we want to get out of it? Uh, if it's based on accountability, you know, is this the, the best test for that? But if we're looking at student learning, then I think we have to try to, you know, uh, look at some options as we continue to move forward. Uh, there's always a, a place for test. Um, you know, for myself, even being a former coach, uh, you know, we, you know, we assessed daily on what's going on. We, you know, looked at, you know, scoring films or whatever, you know, to see what, what happened so we could improve. So there's always a, a place when you look at whether it's in, you know, the world of uh, athletics or, uh, you know, thinking about uh, some of our kids and, you know, FFA showing, you know, animals and things of that nature. So, you know, definitely assessment has, has its place and proper place for that. Um, and, you know, we'll continue to do that. I think we, we've got to look at our high stakes testing. Uh, it, is it the best model that's there? Uh, but as I shared, I mean, assessment has been going on. That has not stopped whatsoever. Uh, and I think that probably in many cases, our, our local districts have done more assessment just to make sure that their kids have, have uh, stayed up to par where they needed to be. I want to give you a chance to say anything you want to say um, to our listeners, to whomever stayed in, within the state of Georgia. This time is yours. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Again, thanks for the opportunity today. But, uh, you know, I think over this year, it's been a, a challenge to say the least. Uh, but when I talk with my counterparts throughout the states, uh, you know, I tell everybody day one, I am so blessed to be the state school superintendent of Georgia. Uh, I think uh, you know, the governor's done a good job allowing us to stay open. I think for the vast majority of districts, uh, you know, I think giving our parents that choice to either, you know, uh, be virtual or, you know, be face-to-face -face has been, uh, you know, widely, you know, accepted and, and, and very, uh, I guess, many people have been grateful for that. Uh, you know, I've been, as I said, talking with students, talking with parents. I mean, they've been excited about having the option to be in the classroom. Our students have, have definitely enjoyed that. Uh, I think we are probably faring better than a lot of our counterparts uh, throughout the state or throughout the U.S. Um, you know, on average, I, I would say that we are probably been at least 70 percent face to face. I think that's what I'm seeing, you know, on average. I think a, a lot of students uh, and parents that once they saw that things were not going to, you know, just completely fall apart. Once we you know, started uh, you know, uh, having school face-to-face, -face, uh, we've seen more students actually uh, return. And uh, you know, definitely we're gonna have some, some issues. That you know, goes without saying. I think anytime you, you live through a pandemic, uh, 
Uh, but you know, we're looking at doing a lot of things to help support uh, you know the uh, uh, the learning that uh, was delayed. And how do we keep that up and, and doing some things? Our districts are doing a, a lot of great uh, work with that. Um, but I feel, you know, we're in, we're in pretty good shape. I think that the end of course test that we've seen with high school, the initial uh, feedback I'm getting from that is that we really are not seeing much learning loss with that. And that was even at reducing the accountability weight to less than 1%. So obviously our kids still came prepared to do well on the test, which, uh, uh, which I'm, I'm pleased to see. And, and again, my faith has always been in our kids and been in our teachers that, you know, I, I think even myself, I, I didn't have high stakes when I was a, a student, but I always tried to do well on anything I was given. And I think that's, you know, just, uh, you know, very reflective of, of the attitude that uh, we see, whether it's teachers or, or students in our state. Well, Superintendent Woods, I do want to parrot it. I think getting back to school is going to part of normalize life again, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to thank you so much for being here, taking some time to join us on our discussion about testing. This was an enlightening and meaningful conversation. And I think the best compliment to give anyone, especially an educator, is that I learned something in a conversation. And I definitely did. So thank you very much. Thank you. Always a, a pleasure and uh, glad to help anytime. From all of us working on season six here on the Kennesaw State University iTeach team, thank you sincerely for listening. And if you'd like more resources, check out our resource hub at ksuiteach.org or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube. If you'd like to get in touch with us directly, check out iteach.kennesaw.edu. Thanks again. Thank you.